millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Adjust your set. I'm Lionel sitting in for our good friend Anthony Cumia. Lionel Nation on YouTube. That's all you got to know. Lionel Media on X. I can't do the to X. I don't know what the hell X is. I'm still Twitter. But I'm glad to be with you for the next nine hours straight discussing stuff that I find interesting. What I'd like to do during the course of today's confabulation, conviviation, and the chance for you and me to speak is for you to call in when you feel it appropriate. I don't even know what the hell the number is. Garrett, how are you, bub? Looking good. The numbers you're looking at me look a little down on the table. Oh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Very high tech. Yes. One. I like the one. My mother used to say that. One. 877-962-6846. 877-962-6846. Make a note of that. Does that spell anything out? Does that have any Sanskrit for anything? 877-962-6846. I would, I'm sorry, sir. I think it does, but I forget what it did. Whatever. I want to talk about the subject which fascinates me because there's no end to it. There's no, there's no, there's no answer. And that's Israel. And wait, wait, wait. I know you're going to say, oh, no, no, no. This is the greatest story. Israel, Palestine, Hamas, the media, these Harvard rat, uh, <laughs> these children who are going to have it. I don't even know where to start. Don't even want to start. But let's, let's do this because eventually you're going to be somewhere. And somebody's going to ask you, say, what do you think about this? What do you think about what could very well end up turning into World War III. Do you think that's an exaggeration? Do you think I'm exaggerating? This is, if you think this is just some regional thing, you're out of your mind. If you think this is, you know, Ukraine, Ukraine's nothing compared to this. Nothing. This is bigger than anything you can imagine. And it's so multi-layered. It's so confusing, so deep, so intricate. So nuanced. And people hate nuance. They don't even know what that means. Because Americans, God love us, we want good guy or bad guy. Manichaean, apodictic, left, right, black, white, up, down, good, bad. Who's the good guy? What do I think? What are we talking about? Where is this? What do we go? What about the coverage? What about the media? What about the government? Who's handling what? And there's, there's so much to talk about. And I, believe me, this is not some arcane subject. You know what Ukraine, uh, or the Ukraine, as people would say. I don't know why, where the the came in, like, like the Donald. Ukraine was hard for people to understand because they looked at it as basically an anti-Putin uh, type of a Russophobic thing. You know, the, uh, but this is different. Now, first and foremost... I'm going to give you some rules here. 
Number one, embrace the complexity of it. Love it. Deep dive. Deep dive into it and go in knowing that the more you learn, the more you'll be confused and the less you'll know. Now, let's start off with something right off the bat. Number one, the words anti-Semitic. If you say something about Israel, you're called anti-Semitic. Are you? No, you could be. But saying something against Israel's policy, politics, uh, uh, military uh, uh, procedures does not make you an anti-Semite. Does that make you uh, a, a loather or a hater of the Jewish faith, Jewish people? You know that, and I know that. If you want to see some of the most, quote, and I use this term, quote, some of the most anti-Israel thoughts ever, go to Haaretz. Read, read Israeli newspapers. Very, very liberal. It's unbelievable. You won't believe what they're saying. I don't think they're anti-Semitic. I don't think they're anti-Zionist either. Now, whenever you use the, you see the word Zionist used in any kind of context, most often it is used by somebody who does have a little anti-Semitic bent. Not that it means that necessarily, but that's the way it's intended. That's the angle always. When you hear somebody say, well, this goes to show you the Zionist. Wait a minute. That's not a term that is usually a part of the American vocabulary. So when you hear that, Pay attention. That could mean something or maybe not. Usually it means something because that's the trigger. That's the, not the trigger. The, that's the, oh, dare I say the, the, the reference point to this. Okay. The reference. Now, I on Lionel Nation on YouTube discuss this. There you go. On a regular basis. I like that up the whole time. If you don't mind, can you just leave that? I just like, make it easy. Make it easy for us. Let's talk about what happened. First, how anybody can have a hard time decrying the slaughter of innocent people, I'll never know. I don't get it. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just stupid. Maybe I just don't understand the complexity of this. If, if you're Rashida Tlaib, I don't know if you saw this. She is the Congress, one of the, one of the squad. She's Palestinian, she claims. She represents uh, Michigan, I think the Detroit area. And she, along with uh, Ayanna Presley, Ilan Omar, AOC, she represents the squad. And she has a Palestinian flag outside her office. And that's fine. Freedom of speech. Good for you. And she was asked the other day, somebody came up and stuck a, a phone in her, like a recording device, and said, what are your thoughts regarding the senseless slaughter of innocent people and children and old people and women? And What are your thoughts? Now think about this. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? regarding the senseless slaughter of human beings. Now, most people would say, my thoughts regarding the senseless slaughter of anybody is I'm against it. Hence the term senseless. What are you talking about? This is a no-brainer. What are you talking about? She didn't do that. No, 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 no. Not the brain trust of the squad. No, no, no. She, she ran away, ignored her. I'm not going to answer. I'm not going to deign to answer your question, thus giving the implication that perhaps maybe, maybe she was not against the senseless slaughter of human beings. It was the most, it was, it, it, it was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What kind of a jadrul could possibly not understand that you are given this opportunity to answer a question that you could, you could answer at four in the morning if somebody uh, uh, awakens you from your sleep? 
You know this inherently. What do you think about it? I'm, I'm against murder of children. Well, of course. What are you talking about? There she is. She's walking. And burn children alive. Do you support Israel's rights to defend themselves against this brutality? Look at this. You can't comment about Hamas terrorists chopping off babies. Chopping off babies' heads. No comment. Look at this. Do you have a comment on Hamas terrorists chopping off babies' heads? That's twice. You have nothing to say about Hamas terrorists chopping off babies' heads. That's three times. Do you condone what Hamas has done chopping off babies' heads? That's four. Raping women in the street? Burning children, raping women. Look at this. Nothing. You have no comment about children's heads being chopped off? That's what, five? Oh, look at this idiot. Congressman, why do you have a Palestinian flag outside your office if you do not condone what Hamas terrorists have done to Israel? Look at this. Do Israeli lives not matter to you? Now, I don't know if, if, if you, as I believe that there should be some kind of a lightning bolt, a lightning bolt that comes down to to zap stupid people, irrespective of what you believe or you're thinking or whom you voted for in the last election. What kind of a moron doesn't answer the question, I am against the chopping off of babies' heads? This is what we're dealing with here. This is what we're dealing with. And here's the best part. The best part are people who represent Hamas, or, or, or whatever that particular ilk or faction is, who are going to be on the phone calling you and saying, what are you doing? What, do, do, do you know what you did? What are you doing? That by, virtue, by, by virtue of not saying something, there's a conflation, if you will. She's basically, what, uh, uh, acknowledging that it's true? Now, now, I do not know what the official Hamas opinion is. I know there was some, there was initially some discussion by a lot of folks who were asking whether this was even true in the first place. Was it even true? Did it even happen? And as of today, there seems to be indications from various news organizations that yes, indeed, these horrible facts were verified. Irrespective of the particular authentication of certain issues, Think about what you just saw. Think about this. This is, you can say goodbye to her. Goodbye. There goes your career. That's it. And it should be. Because anybody who, who cannot, and this, this is a no-brainer, anybody who cannot immediately denounce the beheading of children. All right, that's another story. Now, what you're also seeing something is is very interesting as well. And, and, and we'll get to some of the, the particulars. The Harvard students, I, I've got to tell you something. I don't know when Harvard lost its mind collectively. I don't know when it was, wh- what, what year it was, what, what particular thing happened. Um, academics, to an extent, have always enjoyed a kind of a disjointed connection uh, to reality. That's a part of, I guess, going to schools. And, and when you're Harvard, the vaunted Harvard, where... They uh, basically were having a problem with affirmative action and basically allowing people in by virtue of of academic excellence as opposed to equity and all this other kind of jazz. But anyway, you would think, I'm just saying, you would think that maybe they might 
be a little bit, I don't know, more, more sentient, more aware. Oh, no, 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 no. So what happened was these geniuses in all of these various organizations from the Harvard, from the Nepali, Harvard, Nepali law students, the, the, name it, you know, the Zoroastrian law group for, about 34 or 35 of these groups ran forward, ran forward, basically signing up, signing their name and affixing their support to the notion to the notion that Israel was responsible for the aforementioned. The children, the rape, the abduction, the the uh, um, kidnapping, the murder, that Israel is responsible for that, that they are responsible. That timing, uh, the, the message, right, but the timing. And what it did was it shows you this unmitigated hubris, this hubris, this sense of we can do whatever we want. Because we're Harvard. You don't understand we're geniuses. If we say it's so, it's so. You can't question us because we're Harvard. From Thurston Howell to this, we're Harvard. How dare you, you prole, you, you pedestrian uh, simpleton, dare question us? We're smarter than you. We're better than you. We have a letterhead. We're the Harvard San Fernando Valley chapter of whatever it is, Palestinian. Well, Bill Ackman decides, who is the hedge fund monster, says, you know, a lot of folks are asking me whether they said Harvard should perhaps release the names of these people because I'll make sure they never work on Wall Street ever. We will blacklist them, you know, censor them the way they're always asked, the way they are um, always calling for to, to censor people involved in the in support of Donald Trump, or dare those who dare question the official narrative regarding COVID and vaccinology and vaccine vectors. Those who dare, dare to, 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 uh, to promote ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, those who dare call into question the 2020 election. Did you know there's a group called the 65 Project, a group of lawyers that basically go around seeking to disbar and to level disciplinary uh, charges against individuals who dare challenge the 2020 election. So they've got no problem with that. Free speech be damned. But now they're in the crosshairs. And I think uh, Bob Dylan said it best. How does it feel to be on your own? No direction known. A complete unknown. Can we go? Can we take a call, my dear friends? Can we go to somebody by the name of Jim? He alleges hey, to go by the name Lionel, of... how you doing? Jim, you're in Florida. What part of Florida are you from, Jim? Fort Myers Beach. I'm a second-generation uh, Tampeño. I'm a Florida cracker. Oh. <laughs> Talk to me, Jim. What's on your mind, brother? Well, I, I agree that Tlaib should be voted out of office, but the sad fact is her constituents, 95% of them, support Hamas and support the Palestinian terrorists. Well, you know what? That may be. However, one of the issues is going to be that um, uh, constituents of, uh, of Rashida Tlaib, you might find out that you're not going to be getting any money or any appropriations or anything because she now is a poison pen. And you might think about that. You, you might agree with her. You might agree with her uh, intellectually and you might agree with her philosophically. But in terms of bringing home the bacon, so to speak, I guess that's a wrong term. Did you see the rally they had in Dearborn last night? Yes. How about that's, the rally? That's and, for people. 
And tomorrow, we've got a rally, we're told, here in the New York area to expect what could be a day of rage or something. Now, Jim, let me ask you something, even though you're from Fort Lauderdale. Let me ask you, and I'll, and I'll say this slowly. I'm just kidding, of course. Do you think this is going to metastasize elsewhere? Do you think, Jim, that these yeah. particular issues are going to be seen in the streets of the United States of America? What do you think, Jim? Yeah, you're not. I definitely do. We've let too many people in that hate us from around the world. It's gonna it's it's happening in London, it's happening in France, it's happening in Germany, it's gonna happen here. Jim, do you think it's possible? It is within within the realm of possibility. That we have sleeper cells, people who have been let in, who are just lollygagging around, perambulating and locomoting about the cities, doing nothing. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, there's this weird perfusion of terror simultaneously. Do you think that's a remotely a possibility? I would say we probably have at least 10,000 terrorists that were let across the border in the past four years. Do you think, Jim, it's possible that one day we will see uh, an event, uh, let's say, from the, oh, I don't know, the Sinaloa cartels or the Zetas or somebody who decide just for, just to, just to do it, to wreak havoc here? By the way, Jim, I thank you for your call, because here's the thing, my friends. I think that this is, and I, and, I, and I don't want to use the word conspiratorial too, too much because, like Gore Vidal says, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, I'm a conspiracy analyst. But you see, if I wrote a book, if I had a movie, and I was, re- if, if I said to you, give me a, give me a really an interesting labyrinthine plot, something really wild, something Rube Goldberg in terms of its complexity, I would say, well, here's what I would do. I would think that maybe one of the best, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm just, I'm just giving you a, a theoretical possibility. But if I wanted to get the point across that they are either bad people one way or the other, I might want to create or recreate or start something in this country, attribute it to another group, and have you think, aha, there's something to it, thus calling into effect uh, action, legislation, whatever it is, to stop this. It's the old, I'm sure you've heard of the Hegelian dialectic. The uh, thesis, antithesis, synthesis, or problem, reaction, solution. Very simple. You create a problem. The people go crazy. The people, the people then have a reaction to it. They're angry. They're scared. They turn to the government. Do something. Fix it. And then you have the solution. Okay, we'll fix this for you. See, whenever there's, we're on, we're, we're, we're in a unique situation right now. Something is, something is happening. You see, the, 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 the Russia-Ukraine thing, people got so tired of that. Especially when they found out right now that this country is in no particular uh, position to involve itself in any kind of war. Especially over the fact, and because, specifically because of the fact that right now in particular, our, our good stuff has been pretty much sold. Oh, and one more thing. Do you find it odd that a lot of these weapons and the like that we're seeing end up on the black market? Isn't it something that a lot of the weapons that were going to Ukraine, to Zelensky, one of the, 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 the Borat, the Chauncey Gardner of, uh, of world leaders, how did that happen? And Afghanistan, when, remember when we left, we hightailed it out of Afghanistan, those weapon systems that we just left, guess where they're showing up? 
When you dig, when you just move everything away, move the, the participants away, and just look at the moving parts of this. Now, let's talk about this. The question I have, and by the way, that number is 877-962-6846. In case you just tuned in, don't be upset. I'm Lionel sitting in for the lovely and talented Anthony Cumia. Honored to be here. But here's a question that I have. Is there ever going to be a resolution to this? Imagine you had to sit down. Imagine I have a, a critter from another planet, and he's sitting right there next to us. All right? This this critter. You know, with the eyes and the whole bit. And telepathically, he says, explain to me what is the entire Israeli, Gaza, Palestine. What is this about? Explain this to me. When did it happen? What is it about? How will it go away? How could it be fixed? What can be done? What would you say? What's the reason for it? Good luck. It is an impossibility. I, 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 I don't understand this because I don't think human beings have the wherewithal, the gumption, the, uh, the, um, the stones, as it were, the spirit, to basically say, we've got to end this. You've got a limited piece of real estate, and you've got two pieces of basically property within Israel property. The West Bank and Gaza. And Gaza, think about this, this is in your country, right there. Imagine we have, uh, I don't know what will be the equivalency, China? Um, Parts of New Jersey are China. You know, Edgewater and whatever, Bergen County becomes is China. Right there. And then China says, get out. Okay, and in 2005, Israel left Gaza. See ya, you're on your own. Much to the chagrin of Israelis who live there. But this was under Sharon, we're out. Then they said, were you happy? No. Well, why don't you have your own leadership then? Vote in anybody you want. Have leadership. They voted in Hamas. Okay. Where did Hamas come from? Now, there's a very interesting theory, and you're going to see this. And you must know this. You must know these theories. You must know these hypotheses. And this one, I think, is very, very, very interestingly documented on a variety of levels. In the old days, the problem, the the fear, the, the, the specter was Yasser Arafat. That was a problem. Fata, PLO, bad. And what they did was they decided, or people decided, it might be a good idea to create, to advance, to support a counterbalance. An organization that is more religious, theocratic, to counter this rather secular uh, terrorist group, Fata, PLO, whatever it is. So, thus came Hamas. Not that it was created by, but it was supported. It was, in essence, considered by many people. So the story, uh, story goes in the theory. And I believe warranted, or, or, or put it this way, not warranted, but evidenced by comments. Anyway, so there's Hamas. Well, all of a sudden, the, the phrase later on was, Hamas is you want to mow it. You want to mow the grass. You want to, you know, when it rises, you're just going to just just gonna keep it, keep it in abeyance, keep it there. Some kind of a, almost a, uh, 
not 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 a a frozen state, but just kind of keep an eye on it. Well, the rest is history. You know where that went. You be getting complicated? We're getting complicated. Now, what do we do with this? Now, let's look at it this way. Remember the one thing, and this this is the hardest thing for folks to do, my friends, and I and I believe me when I tell you this. I know what you're saying. It's very very difficult. But years ago, there was a book called "The Fog of War," and it was uh, Robert McNamara, former Secretary of State during Kennedy and Johnson and Vietnam era. In any event, I interviewed him one time, and there was a there was an interesting thing that he said. One of the rules, I think, rule number one was empathize with your enemy. Not sympathize. Empathize. Know what they're talking about. Know what their position is. What are they saying? What do they want? What's their beef? That is precisely it. God, you're good. Unbelievable. That is precisely. And by the way, this guy didn't know what the hell he was doing. Vietnam was, we we still haven't figured that one out. And we'll be talking about Vietnam in a moment. So the first thing is, what is Hamas? What are the Palestinians? What's their beef? What's Gaza about? Now, I know friends of mine, and they represent members of the right wing. They watch Fox News, and they watch the usual suspects. And they don't want to hear anything about anything from anybody. All they want to do, all they want to talk about, all they want to address is just what does Hannity or somebody say. That That's it. And from their point of view is the hell with them, the hell with the Palestinians. We don't want to, we don't even care. It's Israel. I stand behind Israel. Shut up. Screw you. We don't care. That's not a good way to be. I want to know what their position is. Doesn't mean you agree with it. What's their position? What do they want? You hear two state solution. You think that's going to happen? I think it's looking rather bleak. Okay. So what is it? What are these people? Well, let me tell you what I would say. What I think Israel would say, what I would say if I live there, I would say to you, you know, I don't care what they say. I have no particular grievance against human beings, but you better keep an eye on that because that is a cauldron for terrorism. You better you better watch the ingress and egress because when they want to have, you know, materials to build houses, they're building tunnels. And they're getting ready to to use that particular place as a launching pad for terrorism against us. That's what they would say. Are they wrong? Don't care if they're wrong. It's what they're saying. So when you say we're there, we we're we're impassed, we're we're blockaded. Others would say we're doing it because we know we've seen this before. We've seen this. Hamas uses your homes. Hamas uses your. Play your 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 buildings, shoots missiles, and then basically uses you as a human shield. What are we supposed to do? You wanted this. It was laughingly referred to by some as the Singapore of the Middle East. You've been where, where is build it up? What are you doing? Well, that's their argument. Gazans will say we live in squalor. We live in the worst of situations. They're calling this entire, they, they call this apartheid. The phrase you will use, the phrase you will hear is referred to it as an open air, either a concentration camp or a prison. They find the term prison to be unacceptable because that implies that they did something wrong. Now, let me explain to you what I'm doing again. I want you to understand what they're saying. You're not going to be able to understand it, much less fix it, if you don't know the beef. 
So what do you want? How would you be happy? Get out. Get out. Get out. Let us be. Okay. Uh, Israel gave um, the Hamas area, what, 20,000 work permits? And it's not enough. Okay. How do we protect against Hamas? It's not Gazans per se. But what is Israel supposed to do with this terrorist organization there? What are we supposed to do? What? Do you see where we're going with this? No answer is acceptable. Uh, destroy Hamas. Now let's go to the next issue. You see, one of the great parts about being an American citizen is the fact that we have a very stable, a stable uh, system of, um, you know, parties and very simple. Our state for me, Jersey, Colorado, Georgia remains that state. It doesn't, it doesn't have pre-1967 Georgia, 1973 Georgia. It doesn't work that way. This group uh, claims that they are in Georgia. No, we're, we have, we have states with, with shapes and, so we can't, we, we just, we don't relate to this, okay? But this is a different story. And you have people all claiming this one particular area, theirs. Now, understand this. Here's something for you. What if somebody came along years later and said, by the way, by virtue of some reference point, whether it's the Bible or, or some other, or history, whatever, we believe, we, that we have some type of ancient, some type of historical connection to the land that you live in right now. And we have gone to the UN and we're Moving in, we're taking over. This is ours. Now, I don't want to relitigate 1948, but do you understand what that can do to people who are at the operating end of that? Do you? Whether you agree with it or not, you could say that's tough. Do you understand it? If you don't understand it, if 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 you can say no, I don't, I don't see this being a problem. Then you don't understand what's happening. Let's go to Stranger, somewhere, Stranger, you're on the uh, Anthony Cumia Compound uh, show. Uh, welcome. Wow, welcome. Nice to talk to you, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm nervous, so pardon me. Um, I have a comment I wanted to ask your opinion on, and two authors, I wanted to ask you what you felt about them. So, the two authors, you can get back to later, um, that I've met and talked to many times. One is Jim Mars, wrote a book I really like called Rule by Secrecy. And then there was a guy who was actually worked with a friend of mine, uh, a friend of my friend's dad, I should say, L. Fletcher Prouty. Oh, yeah. Who wrote who wrote the book. Um, yeah, my friend's dad was Air Force Intelligence. He worked with him, like, in the early 60s. And for years, him and his, his, my friend's dad and Mr. Prouty would get together. I guess my friend's dad's place up by Chico. But, um, yeah, his book, especially the one... The secret team, but JFK, CIA, Vietnam, and the plot to assassinate him. Uh, maybe a question about or a comment on that book or just about the author. And then the event I wanted to ask you about was like the World War One Zimmerman telegram. And if you want to comment on any of those authors, Jim Mars, Will by Secrecy, uh, L. Fletcher Prouty, or the Zimmerman telegram. Well, Fletcher, Fletcher Prouty, if I recall correctly, was the inspiration, was he not, for Donald He's Sutherland's character yeah. in, uh, in JFK? Yeah, uh, he was correct. I interviewed a, rec- a a person, a wonderful man. If you go to my uh, YouTube channel at Lionel Nation, I interviewed Jim DiEugenio. On, oh, yeah. I on, wrote a book. Love oh, his work. I Sorry. think he is the most 
I could spend the rest of my of of my life, uh, certainly today, uh, talking about that as well. And by the way, it it, it goes to show you, uh, Mister Stranger, it goes to show you that America and American history is nothing but uh, conspiracies. The the right. entire situation in in Israel right now is a conspiracy. And there's moving parts and people within people. There we go. People within people and groups within groups. And by the way, this this man is so terrific. Do you know that if I had to point out one thing only, one bit of information that I find the most interesting? I know we're changing the subject, but you know what? I like changing subjects. The one story that I find which is the most critical and important to know is isn't it amazing that nobody talks about the fact that there was a bullet hole that was found coming from the front, the front yeah. of the windshield. Now, imagine this car is going this way, right? The uh, Lee Harvey Oswald is back here, supposedly in the Texas School Book Depository, or Suppository, as my friend would call it. He's up there. Now, the bullets will be coming this way. That makes sense to me, right? I'm no Newtonian physicist, but I think that direction is being one thing. But yet, there's a bullet that goes through the windshield. And what do you think they did with that windshield? What do you think they did? They replaced it. The next day, they sent it to the Dearborn, and they cleaned up the car. They cleaned up the blood, and LBJ, that rat bastard, Use the car, use it to kind of like remind people to to glow. It is the most ridiculous story I have ever heard in my life. And there are people who have devoted their lives to it, like Mr. DiEugenio and others. And they've they've provided so much. And here's the thing I don't understand. Why is there such a collective disinterest on the part of so many? What why? Why is there? Why? Now, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to go back to this Israel thing for a moment. And I, by the way, stranger, I thank you for your call, sir. Thank you very much. Here's the thing I don't understand. When, when, and, and, and this, and we got to talk about this. How did Israel not know about this? Now, now, I, I, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. You're saying, wait, 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 wait. This might have been uh, a lie hop, you know, lie hop, my hop, let it happen on purpose or make it happen on purpose. I'm not saying that. I have no evidence of that. I know why people think that, but I have no evidence of it. And if I don't have evidence of it, I don't claim it as fact. I'll give it as a suspicion, but I'm a lawyer by profession and I believe in evidence. If you've got evidence, that's fine. It might be a possibility. It might provide probable cause, but it doesn't provide reasonable doubt. But here's the question. There was a, a very interesting, there's so many great, there was a woman named Efrat Fenigson. She is on uh, YouTube. And she was with the IDF. And she said, these areas were so monitored, so well um, covered and monitored and surveilled by systems, that if a cat walked across the the whatever, this system would go off. A cat. How did this happen? How do you not know something that took... Now they say it could have been two years in planning? I don't know if that... Could, could that even be? Makeshift cities? But this... this and who, Whoever thought about using 
regular this fencing is this now no we're just put it this way i know what you're thinking you're saying who are you who are you to question the idf and who are you to question uh the greatest military um an intelligence organization by the way mossad is their their cia but aman is their military organization they're equally if not better how is that now nobody's answered that question but everybody's asking that question it's the question I don't understand. It was suggested by some folks. Uh, there have been some some fascinating individuals speaking regarding this. Um, uh, Judge uh, Napolitano has been terrific. Uh, Scott Ritter was fascinating. He said that he believes that one of the problems was that for the longest time they were putting information and data into these huge kind of a metadata uh, bastions and and barrels, uh, so to speak, of information. Whereas later on, they were they used AI and artificial intelligence to pull out stuff, and they needed actual human hands-on, plain old military investigation and the like. But how did that happen? We don't know. Next question. This is this is the one that this is this is the one that I don't. And like I said. I don't understand it. I don't understand any of these things. I don't understand how anybody expects anything to be fixed. Nobody's budging. Nobody is going to say, okay, you, you, it, to, be, to be fair, when it comes to Hamas, excuse me, to Gaza, Israel left. But we're going to go through that later. Nobody's going to want to. Nobody's interested in this. Nobody cares. Nobody's focusing on this. It doesn't matter. Okay. Let's, let's go through this. This is a question I have. Assuming Hamas leadership is not out of their minds, what were they thinking this was going to cause other than raising holy hell? What? You do know that it seems right now evident, it seems obvious, that there is going to be an invasion of Gaza. An invasion, 350, 500,000, who knows? This is Fallujah, this is door-to-door stuff. This is going to be, and I'm sorry to say this, and I say this with incredible sadness and trepidation. I know some people who love to play war, they say, oh, they're going to level them. No, no, no. This is going to be death and destruction and horror, and repercussions, and retribution, but that's another story. But what did Hamas ever think it was going to accomplish? What did they, they basically, you walked in, let me tell you what happens. Imagine this situation. Imagine you have a a wasp nest, big hornet's nest in your backyard, and you call me, and you say, can you take care of that? I said, yes, I can. Yes, I can. And instead of me taking the wasp or hornet's nest down, and instead of me placing it in the back of a truck and then driving it away and then disposing of it safely, no, I take a baseball bat and I smash it into smithereens. Now, do you think that's a good idea? I don't. I don't think that's a smart idea at all. So, why would you do that? I don't know. So, what is Hamas trying to accomplish? What did they think they were going to do? You are going to unleash a, a, a cavalcade, an inexplicable, unimaginable, un, 
in, in, incalculable fury on people who have suffered enough. Why? What does this accomplish? Tactically, you can say, well, it, it certainly uh, inspired, uh, you know, em- emotion and discussion and those Harvard laws, I mean, students, them. What is the purpose of this? I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're from. I think about the people, the innocents, the lives of women, the children, the elderly, who have to live there, who says, what do we do now? Thanks, Hamas. Thanks. How does this help? anything. What did you think this was going to do? Especially when you have folks in Israel saying, well, Bibi, what are you going to do about this? You're going to respond, right? Yes. You're going to hit back hard. Yes. Did you hear the uh, IDF, the secretary, the, uh, the, the, uh, um, their defense secretary, in essence, say basically it's going to be a siege. It's what is the purpose? This is what I'm trying to say. Perhaps poorly, so forgive me. None of this makes any sense. I don't get it. I don't understand. I, I, I don't get it. Name anything else. Name, name anything else. The troubles in Northern Ireland. That's, that's resolved. Luckily. It's, I'm sure there's pockets, but for the most part, people are free. World War II. We, we buried the hatchet. We're getting along, obviously, with our former enemies. Vietnam, we're the best of friends. We travel and we, we're sorry. It was a long time ago. It's over with because we don't live right there. With the exception of Northern Ireland, we don't live there. Every place else, every other war we've had, everything was solved. It was, it was ended. It was resolved. It was done. It was finished. It's in the past. There's no resolution to this. Where, where do you think it's going to go? No, it's going to end up here. Now, the next question I have is, who fixes this? Do you know the one subject which was, ne- well, one of many subjects which was not brought up at all by anyone, I found this fascinating, is the notion of BRICS countries. The BRICS countries, BRICS and then BRICS plus six you know, BRICS is Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, the acronym. And then we added on Saudi Arabia, Iran, Ethiopia, Egypt, Argentina, and the Emirates. This is BRICS plus six. This is the new international negotiating arm. This is the new powerhouse. Not G7, G20, no, no. This. And guess who's going to run the show there? MBS, Mohammed bin Salman. This guy can, this guy can, he can put an end to everything right now. That's it. I'm in charge of it. He's like the Bill Ackman of a, I'm in charge of oil. I'm in charge of energy. No, that's it. Stop it. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix this. Look at what Putin's saying. Xi Jinping from China. I think he's, I don't think he's come out specifically. I think they all call for, um, you know, ceasefire and, but listen to what Putin said. Putin's gave one of the most interesting, studied, mature, and sober views of how you've got to listen to both sides. And you know who did a good job recently? And I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Joe Biden. Joe Biden took care of that squad. Somebody told him, you're going to have to, let's face it, Joe, he just read whatever they told him. But he basically said, "Uh uh-uh. 
politically, ethically, morally, politically, whatever you want to say it. He did the right thing. He said, we are going to extend all support and assistance to Israel to help them with evacuations and the like, and decried the repugnant statements, even Corinne Jean-Pierre. I thought, wait a minute. Do you see what's happening here? They're, well, thank God they're being let out to dry. But this is something that, wait a minute. Hold it. This just this changes kind of the calculus of a lot of stuff. Meanwhile, to make it even Zelensky says, hey, what about me? We, we still get the money, right? Do you think right now the American public, who had absolutely no interest whatsoever in funding any more um, arms and the like regarding um, Zelensky, do you think they in any way want – do you think that, that their perspective of war has changed dramatically? I do. Do you, do you let me stop? Do you see how this is moving? How this is like those murmurations of birds, the starlings. How there's there's not a black and white apodictic thing, as I started off by telling you. It's this protean changing, shape shifting world. It's and let me ask you this: What is a terrorist group? Who is the bad guy? What is going on here? When you talk about the Palestinian Authority, when you talk about Abu Mazen and everything, who are they? What do they represent to the people of uh, the West Bank or in the uh, settlement area? What? If you think, well, those people are terrorists and those people are all crazy. If that's the way you're thinking, if it goes back to what I'm saying, violating the the rule of, of McNamara, you're wasting your time. Now, let me stop for a second. I know what you're thinking right now. And I don't blame you. You're thinking, oh my God. I don't know what the hell this guy's talking about. I don't know what he's talking about. Not that I don't understand him. Maybe you don't, but this subject matter. How many times has anybody ever talked to you? What have I been talking to you for about, uh, what, about maybe uh, 33 minutes or so? Has anybody ever explained this to you? Has anybody ever even remotely tried to say, here are the issues? This is what he says. This is what they said. No. Nobody does this. Because we believe in this thing called left and right, and we have the, the, I guess the liberal side, whatever that means, and the right side, and then you have the worst of the worst of the worst. Cable news. Cable news. I don't know how anybody in their right mind pays attention to that. I have no idea. Let's talk about the elections, okay? Okay. Right now, You're going to have to vote for somebody. Who's it going to be? It appears that Donald Trump is going to be the nominee, the Republican nominee. Donald Trump said, like it or not, let me ask you one thing. Would this be happening if Donald Trump were the president now? No. You can say whatever you want of Donald Trump. He scares the hell out of people. Scares the hell out of people. You know that, right? It would be a different story with him. One of the reasons why this happens is they look at this doddering coot and they realize, what are we worried about? There's no repercussion. You've got Anthony Blinken who couldn't even speak. He couldn't even put a cogent sentence out about who's involved and what. He couldn't do it. We have never been so flat-footed in our, we are, I don't even recognize this. This country used to be where everybody looked to, everybody thought about, everybody. Everybody said, this is the United States. This is it. Don't mess with them. Ronald Reagan. I never missed this guy more in my life. 
Ronald Reagan may not have known where he is, where he was, what he's doing, but by God, he had an image. And he gave the world this idea of that, don't mess with him. Same thing with Nixon, like him or not. Hell, even LBJ to an extent. Jimmy Carter. And then there's this guy. But the other day he did the right thing, at least by virtue of his countenance and the like. So the bottom line is it's going to be Donald Trump. Donald Trump is going to be the Republican nominee. Donald Trump is going to be, he has, he's under what, four indictments, 91 charges, I think 47 federal, 44 states, something like that. It's, it's, it's incredible to think what we're talking about here. Donald Trump. Donald Trump is going to be the nominee. Donald Trump. Under indictment. You got that? And if he wins, if he wins, that'll be the second time since Grover Cleveland, when the president won two non-consecutive uh, terms. Two non-consecutive terms. I think they were, they were Millard Fillmore, Martin Van Buren, and uh, Teddy Roosevelt ran after their terms, but they were unsuccessful. Now that's that. What's the effect of Bobby Kennedy? By the way, let me give you that number out again. 877-962-6846. I like your calls. I, I enjoy and always have enjoyed phone calls from people because you know talk shows and all that it's just i've always it's what i'm kind of used to it's what i've always enjoyed because believe it or not that's the thing that kind of gives this sense of humanity to it to hear and no matter how inane germane insane it doesn't matter 877-962-6846 operators are standing by but then we've got bobby kennedy jr i'll get to him in a moment and the democratic nominee is going to be gavin newsom Gavin Newsom, write it down. I'm telling you right now, Gavin Newsom, how he gets in, who cares how he gets in? Pops Biden's going to be done. Gavin Newsom's coming in. That's the way it is. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? It's going to be Gavin Newsom for the Democrats. Now, the question is, what effect does Bobby Kennedy do? Does he pull from the Democrats or does he pull from the Republicans? I say Democrats. He could very well, I have been praying he was going to go, I was saying this for the longest time, that he would go independent. Praying for the longest time. Because he is going to pull away from Democrats. More so than Republicans. Okay. So that means Donald Trump's the president. Do you know what these people are going to do? We have our own kind of Hamas here. We have these these um, anti-Trump lunatics, these uh, TDS ghouls who run around screaming and yelling. I frankly don't really care. I'll go through four more years of this just to reverse what was going on. Bobby Kennedy is the most interesting and the most transcendental candidate there is. He's not everything to my liking, but eh, he's there. I think what he did regarding vaccines, he's, he's not anti-vax, never has been. He is for testing, and he's also for anti-vaccines that he thinks might hurt you. You got a problem with that? Anybody have a problem with something that might hurt you? That wasn't tested enough, that wasn't thoroughly... 
Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill which may never exist. But believe it or not, I may have found the next best thing. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviewers can't be wrong. Simply place your order now to get 51% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com. www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. Vetted? I don't have a problem with that. I think that's great. I think that's terrific. He's also anti-war. Like this stupid incursion, this adventure that NATO is trying to draw us into, well, that's over with now. Because of this, that's over. Victoria Newland must be going nuts with this thing. She may say, wait, 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 wait. Hamad, what? Because they... NATO is nothing but this money. Remember, it's all about money. Everything's money, oil, but money. Money, money, money. Let me go right now. Back of the phones, back of the fun. Our number, 877-962-6846. Will or won't he? Opinions versus trash. Uh, hey there. Uh, one second. 
Take your time, Will. Can you hear me? Do I fear you? Hi there. How are you? Good afternoon. We're off to a hell of a start, uh, I understand Will. that Anthony's doing okay. That's good. Salute, Anthony. Absolutely. Talk to me, Willie. Uh, so here's, I just want to draw your attention to the distinction between truth and opinion. Excellent. And between truth and opinion. Yes. That these are distinct and different. And uh, That's true. You know, that uh, every baby is born with a sincere heart is my premise, uh, that there's no guile, there's no pretense, mm-hmm. there's no... there's no uh, Cognition, yeah. experience, ability to speak, you're right. Right, it's true blue. Uh, so the relationship with truth seems to happen at birth, and it's a human capacity. This is what makes room for the liar. Now wait, 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 wait. Let me stop for a minute, stop for a minute, stop, stop, stop. I like where you're going with this. First of all, opinion has nothing to do with truth. It is just your indication of a preference, a uh, a, a distaste. You're merely yes. appraising something. This is an opinion. I yes. like I like Santana. I don't yes. like Kuman. Okay, that's fine. That's an opinion. It's just a, it's just a statement. Uh, it's an appraisal. What is truth? Whose truth? Better yet, what is false? And better yet, what is a lie? Let's go through those, shall we, Will? Are you ready? Are you hanging in there? Do you want to go through yes, that? Sir. A lie, uh, a lie is a, a, a the court. I remember one time it was a great court case that defined a lie as a misrepresentation of fact with the intent to deceive. It was very interesting. It wasn't merely a misrepresentation, but I I want to deceive you. Deception is my goal, not merely saying something because it could be inadvertent. I could say something that was not true, innocently. Or I might have misspoken. But if I want to dis- to distort something, to deceive you, that is a lie. Now let's ask this. What about if the lie is good? What if I say, Will, you're handsome. Will, you look great in that suit. Will, you're talented. And I'm lying to you. But it's an, for an ulterior motive. Number two, what if I lie to protect my country? I'm a spy. I'm trying to get information that can save American lives. So I am a situational moralist. I hate to say it. Is murder wrong? Yes, unless it's to save a life. Then it's not murder. Now let's talk about this other thing too. What is truth? I don't even know what that is. What the, what is true? Completely true? Partially true? How true does it have to be to be true? These are great questions, and I like the philosophy. Well, what do you think? Uh, I submit that truth is the constant, constant under all terms and conditions. The constant, constant? Uh, Yes, it's the constant, constant under all terms and conditions, and our opinions may or may not be in alignment with truth. And uh, it's the precedent of truth in our lives as individuals. This This is what makes the liar possible. This is what makes it possible for the liar to exist. Okay, let me ask you a question. I like what you're saying. Let's talk about this. You have two people. Make it simple. The Vietnam War. You've got the NVA, and you got Americans. Okay? Now, who was correct? You've got America trying to go in there to do their job and to destroy the enemy and to win whatever it is. That, that was our side. And we supported our troops. 
You had the people who lived there, the Vietnamese, who basically said, get out of our country. This is our country, whether we go communist or not, which turns out it was a civil war. They were nationalists. But it's none of your business. Who was right? Who was telling the truth? Who was correct? Who was the winner? Who was the loser? Who was morally right? Who was wrong? See, I don't know these things. I can't, I, I can't, I can't explain, for example, to people, well, we thought we were doing a good job when we came to your country and basically destroyed it and killed millions of your people. We thought we were doing a good job. How do we tell people, hey, you're doing something. You're, you're, you're hurting innocent people. We dropped two atom bombs, but we were justified. Were we? Do you know the number of people, the number of uh, generals who said, including Eisenhower and, and, uh, and Stimson and even, even, uh, bombs away, Curtis LeMay and uh, Eisenhower and MacArthur who said, no, there's no need to drop the bomb. No, but we want to do it to show Russia. Do you want to, I mean, do you, there is no such thing as right, wrong, truth, up, down, uh, moral, immoral. Who's, from whose point of view are you talking about? I don't understand. I I wish I could tell you. I'm kind of a moral relativist or, I'm sorry, Will, please. You you referenced the Bible earlier, and uh, if if there's any merit to that book, I'll, I'll get specific with Genesis. And if you took the themes of mockery and deception out of Genesis, the Bible maybe ends there, uh, in a manner of speaking. Uh, uh, that's a deep, maybe uh, academic discussion, but I would think um, so. Yeah, uh, the, uh, I, keeping it simple. If truth is the constant, what if what if the truth? What if the life in your body is the same as truth? I have no idea what that I, means. I, I, Let me turn it over to my crew. I have no idea what that means. But, but it sounds good. But, Will, I thank you. I thank you for your call. And by the way, I appreciate your courage, and I appreciate the fact that you like to think in many, many dimensions, um, completely unintelligible, I'm for though the they lowest, may be. I'm looking for the lowest common denominator that we all share And I think you found beings. it today, my friends. I think you found it on the Anthony Cumia Show. Thank you so much, Will. I like that. I don't know what uh, that means, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. Maybe it's me. Maybe I don't understand. See, I'm not the right person to ask about the Bible. I'm just not. I have no, I have no, listen, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful, uh, uh, I don't mean to uh, discuss uh, religion. I am irreligious. Um, not an atheist. I don't have any religious, I, I don't speak French, so I don't have a word for I don't speak French. I don't have a, I, I don't believe in witchcraft. I'm not saying witchcraft and God. I'm not, so I don't have a, I don't have a concept of not believing in something. If I said, you, do you believe in sugar plum bumpkin? And you said, um, no. Well, do you know what it is? Well, no. Well, how do you know you don't believe in it? Well, I, I guess I, okay, I believe in it. Believe in what? I just made that up. So I don't know where we're going with that. But, you know, I, I, I will is say something about what we our last caller was, I think. The older I get, the, 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 and I hope the wiser I get, the more I realize there is absolutely nothing that is true or apodictic about anything. Nothing. Everybody's got a point of view. 
everybody's got a point of view. Let me let me let me bring this up. Uh, what we're doing right now, when I first started in radio, would have been unheard of. I started in the early, well, the mid, like, well, 80s, so to speak. Kind of when Rush Limbaugh started, and talk radio was it. It was the greatest thing in the world. And I would call up uh, talk shows. Just call up as a caller and raise holy hell and annoy people and abuse people. And then I found out, I kind of liked it, and I got into it, and lo and behold, I'm in radio. For whatever it's worth. Good, bad, or indifferent. I liked it. And then Rush came along, and it was, everybody was off to the races. Everybody wanted to be a, um, I, I guess, he, maybe a, a right-winger or whatever it was, or a Rush wannabe. Okay, fine. And it was terrific. And then something happened. I don't know what it was, but things changed drastically. This thing came, the internet came along. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Today, there is more good stuff by virtue of this, me notwithstanding, but but here, that we would have never had before. And it's the greatest thing that ever happened because there was a stranglehold. And radio still has a stranglehold on people. They're still doing it the way it was 50 years ago. There's something about the context of it. There's something about it which I find so unseemly and boring and new sports and weather and all. I'm sorry. I just, it's, I, I think that time has come. It's like vaudeville. It's, it's come and gone. But now I get to tell you what I think. And I'm telling you, there is some of the best stuff that I've ever seen that is available right now that young people will never know how good this is. This is the greatest thing that ever happened in my life. Well, one of the greatest things. Being married is one thing, but this is this is it. And what I'm able to see and learn on a regular basis astounds me. And the more I learn and the more opinions I get and the more perspectives, the happier I am. But what it does is it confuses people. Because you're not going to see this on Fox News or MSNBC or MSDNC or any of those others. You're not going to see it. And the reason why is because they don't have time. They've got to have four guests. They've got to move on. They don't have time for this. I mentioned before this notion of BRICS countries. I've never heard this mentioned one time on any of these shows. Never. Fox or otherwise. Never mentioned. Never heard it. This new group, the world has changed drastically. If I were to bring up to you the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and the Great Reset post-COVID, you don't even know what happened with COVID, do you? Have you fellers ever thought to yourself, we lived through COVID? What the hell was that all about? Did you ever sit back and say, wow, everything shut down. Do you remember? Go back. That was a beta test. That was a, that was a dress rehearsal for something so unbelievably horrible. They learned what you would like, what you don't like, what you will tolerate, what you question, what you're used to. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. Nobody asked any questions. All of a sudden, overnight, people acted. There is no, there is no word to explain to you the contempt and the rage that I feel when I see somebody driving around alone in a car with a mask. You have no idea. And it bothers me, the rage that I feel. When I see people walking around, there was a guy at a 
grocery store. He's got the N95. And I wanted to say, would you take that goddamn thing off? What are you worried about? Do you think this is doing, do you think, what are you doing? And I felt this, ra- I didn't say this, of course, because he can do whatever he wants. It's a free country. But you want, don't you want to know, what are these people? I saw a double mask in the day. A double mask. I never, I, I, I still cannot believe. What did people think? And I'm sorry. Please, I'm not a COVID denier. Oh, no, no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that. Because there are a lot of people who got very, very sick. But I never realized, my God, look what people could do. And look how they can turn on each other. Look how they turn on each other. Watch what's happening. Look. Do you remember how the Karens went crazy? And you're still there. They even, Karens, I think the, the male, the male version is what, a Kevin, I think they call them. Remember that? Remember the, those folks who made fortunes putting little stickers on the ground? Remember how we lost our minds? I remember going through a store and they had a direction. You can go down, you can go down the aisle. In a direction. And if you came the other way, you're going to get COVID. The COVID virus knows you're going the opposite direction. It will jump over. It will, get, it will go through, which of course it can anyway, the N95 mask, because it will be like a, a chain link fence trying to stop a mosquito. But we did this. We had six foot rules. Remember those plastic things that people would say, that's yeah, $12.95, and they would go around like this thing is going to stop the COVID virus that's making its way out of your double mask. I mean, we did this. Do you remember when COVID first started? The sticks in the nose? Here we go. Try this one. Anal swabs. Remember anal swabs? You mean try it again or? (laughs) You were the one who showed me. We had a party one night at Halloween and it was great. It was mutual. The Chinese, you know, that's how you, it's how you bond. The Chinese came up with something, I swear to God, it was, they said, this is the best way to test, an anal swab. Now, I think there are a lot of reasons. Um, I don't want to go into the the, uh, the pathophysiology of viruses post-cloacal, but I was telling people that I appreciated that because I knew people who went to have that stick shoved up their nose. There were people who pulled it. Remember drive-ins? You don't remember this, do you? You don't remember it because it was a long time ago. Sticks in your nose, up, up, up into your nose, causing people to cough and gag as somebody's sitting around with his hazmat suit. And you would say, hey, I got tested. And then you said, well, what good is that going to do? I don't know. Well, what happens if you're positive? I don't know. Is there a cure? No. And I, and I, I, I watched in amazement. Then the anal swab came along, and the Chinese suggested that it was probably the best way to tell. Remember COVID testing sites? Now, sometimes you had to, sometimes you had you you had to go because they could say, "Okay, we'll let you into the building so long as you have a negative COVID test." Okay, all right, and that was a scam too. And you would see these little tents that would pop up, and everybody just went along with it. And I realized this is how genocide occurs. This is how people look the other way. This is how people just go along and just not care. And then I remember 7 p.m. every night. Wait a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, using, ah, yes, Chinese cities using anal swabs to screen COVID-19 infections. You thought I was kidding, didn't you? 
That was a part of you. Be honest with me. You thought, this guy's making this shit up. I take everything you say you better 100% believe it. serious. Anal swabs. You know the Chinese were saying, do you think they're stupid enough? Let's do it. Imagine being that guy at the CVS. What do you say? That's your job. What do you do? You're going to take a swab. This guy's going to bend over, and you're going to swab the cloacal interstices of his rectum. Rectum damn near killed him. This is, I swear to you, I had people going for a while there. Now, you do realize we'll do anything. And let me also tell you something. And I'm going to tell you something right now. And I pay attention to this, and I have for the whole time. People think I'm exaggerating with this. I knew we lost our minds with tattooing. Now, hang on. Hang on. We've always had tattoos. People say, you know, there's always been these various... Tribes and the Japanese. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But right around the, I don't know what it was, moms would get maybe a little butterfly on the wrist or remember the little tramp stamp? Nothing, nothing, you know, just a little tiny thing. I was like, ooh, that was, that was great. And then all of a sudden, overnight, somebody said, Let's see if we can get people to cover every square inch of their dermal real estate with these horribly ugly patterns that are going to blend and bleach and merge and look like huge bruises when they have bingo wings and they're old and this flab and the, 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 the only God will judge message is, you know. And then I said, If it ever goes past the neck, that's the next stage of insanity. Say no more. Faces. We, let me just say this, as society, we are idiots. And we will believe anything and do anything in order to look cool. We will do anything, up to and including following Whatever has to be done. Which brings me right back to the Harvard students who thought, we're going to show them. We're going to, we are so cool that I'm going to take, get a picture of this. Well, yeah, I got an Instagram. So all of us, when we are blacklisted from every Wall Street firm, where we are permanently in the nowheresville, it's that desire to be cool. That desire to fit in and then feel somehow um, indelible, protected, bulletproof, and the like. Now, moving on down the road, there was something a while back which I wanted to bring to your attention. And that is what happens in this country. What would happen in the event there are terrorist attacks here? What would we do? What would we do? What would happen to the political aspects of it? Do you see it at all possible for any of these groups to perhaps... And let, me, let, let, let me just bring something up. You know and I know that in the history of the world, false flag has occurred. We we know it has happened. False flag goes back to the days of the pirates who would actually change the banner of their 
instead of the Jolly Roger, they would put up France and they would, hey, we're, we're French, and they would rob, rape, and pillage. It's not exactly the cleverest of things, but it makes sense. But do you think it would behoove somebody right now to create the notion of something that appears to be uh, terrorist-related and border-related? Would that do something to change the mode, the mood, the impression of the American voting population prior to 2024. See, let me tell you what I would do. I want to write scripts. And I want to write stories. And I want to change, I want to change the way people think about stuff. I want to change things. And the way I would change things, I would use media, I would use popular culture, and I would take certain events that would galvanize, that would change people. And one of the things that we're seeing right now, and I don't want you to miss this, is the turn all of a sudden in these folks who for the longest time were very loud and obnoxious and vociferous regarding Palestine. As of this week, it changed. As of this Harvard, this is the biggest deal. This was a sense of, I'm right, you're wrong, F you, this is what we think. And it became cool. And then all of a sudden, with just one tweet, just just one, one little tweet, all of a sudden they're saying, you know what? I don't think you should be uh, hired. And it stopped. Okay, what happens next? What happens next? What happens next to the squad? What happens next to the Democratic Party? What happens when the Democratic Party, within its own ranks, does a kind of a kind of a little uh, separate plebiscite that turns out who's with us and who's against us? Think about that. What happens then? What happens if the Democratic Party all of a sudden woke becomes really dangerous really fast? What happens if, God forbid, something bad happens? Somebody who came in, somebody who was a part of the Sinaloa cartel or whatever in Cincinnati, there was a a wild uh, melee of something and terrorist activity, and it was related to, or if it was posed and poised and presented in the media as a part of of, um, uh, border lunacy gone bad, what would happen? It would change everything all of a sudden. And Trump's the president again. It changes everything. See, what is the Democratic Party? What do they stand for right now? What do they stand for? The Democratic Party is a group of people. Think of it like a cell that was infected, affected, uh, violated by this virus called wokeism, whatever they want to call it. I don't know. And this parasite took this group called the Democratic Party and they ran it. And all of a sudden they took off. They took off with every conceivable lunacy you can imagine. Not only from, you know, puberty blockers and woke this and but stop it. Anyway, they're there. 
In the meantime, the Democrats themselves have said nothing. The Democrats themselves have not really complained about this. The Democrats have been so, they just hated Trump the whole time. But their, 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 their party's gone. They don't stand for anything. They don't stand. What do they stand for? And here comes Trump. Because I always think about the elections. And here's what Trump has to do. Do you remember there was a case a while back? Maybe you don't. Maybe it was, it was during the Ronald Reagan years. And Ronald Reagan asked the best question. He said, are you better off now than you were four years ago? That's it. That's it. Are you better now? Are you, are you, are you better off now than you were four years ago? Jimmy Carter? Hell no. That was it. I would ask the following question. And please forgive me for being scatological, but I would say it just like this. This is my, this is my, this is my thing. Do you want four more years of this shit? That's it. That's all I'll say. If you do, vote for them. I'll sit down. And by the way, Gavin Newsom, this new guy with the hair, he's just as bad, if not worse. He's just a coherent version of Joe. Imagine that. So if you want this, you don't need me. Have a nice day. Um, we're done. Do you want this? And if I were Donald Trump, I walk out and I'm on a stage. Imagine this. I got these big, big screens behind me. And all I do is I show riots and crimes and people jumping on windshields and and burning and George Floyd and uh, just disaster. People going into CVS stores and Sephora's and Walgreens and stealing and just everything and just behind me the whole time people passed out have you noticed have you gentlemen noticed the level of junkie that we see right now where do these people come from they're young they're white i did they live here before did they become junkies i think they were dropped off i know it sounds weird where were they before were they they weren't here two weeks ago now they're junkies what happened what i don't know if anybody's done a demographic study i think they're dropped off I think somebody said all of a sudden, I saw a guy the other day with a needle in his neck. I told somebody, I said, you're not going to believe this. I want to take a, I want to take a picture. And he goes, hey, <laughs> I gotta, you, you can't do this. And I couldn't help myself. And my wife says, don't talk to them. They might stab you. I said, well, that's a good point. But I said, no, no, I'm sorry. I said, I beg your pardon. You can't do this. I can't what? You can't take pictures of me. That's against the law. As he's got a knee in his neck. I said, you know, that's interesting. What about what you're doing? I'm not doing anything. So all of a sudden, there they were. Out of nowhere. Where did they come from? And then they're gone. Now, I don't know about you, but I think they were kind of created. But to make a long story short. So that's what I would ask. And ask American people, what do you think about this? Do you want four more years of this? Do you know what it takes to clean things up? Did you know who, and this is this is a, a kind of a tough thing to do, and I don't mean to, I'm not one of these law and order guys. I know people sometimes, um, sometimes say this and, well, but I got to tell you this, uh, make a long story short. I, I have this, uh, I'm finding myself believing in certain things that I kind of didn't believe before. And one of the things is that I always worried about the police getting out of control. I didn't want to live in a in a world of police state stuff. I didn't want I didn't want to live in a kind of um, 
you know, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of a, not a Buford Pusser, but uh, one of these southern sheriffs. I didn't want to live in a world of robocops, and I just thought this is not good. We got to keep a lid on the police. We got to make sure the, the police state. This is what I used to think. Because we don't want that. I don't want the police. I don't want to be afraid of the police. I'll be talking about this notion of posse comitatus, about this division between defense of the country and domestic defense. The police versus the army. I didn't want there to be this robocop. I didn't want to. I didn't want that. I want there to be clear distinctions between domestic police and this and the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act, used to bring. Remember, they brought in uh, MRAPs and all of these uh, vehicles that would. These, these, these huge vehicles that would be, um, you know, they would tear up streets and they were military and they would bring in X. The cops would be trained by military. And I would say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Hold it. We don't do this. What are you doing here? I don't want a bunch of cops who are. I don't want. I don't want to see uh, Hercules units in the street. I don't want to see uh, MRAPs and people with, uh, you know, machine guns. I don't want to see excessive police. I don't think that anymore. I want that. Bring in the excessive police. What the hell was I thinking? I'm not doing anything. What am I worried about excessive police? Bring in the excessive police. I want to see really bad Jack Reacher, not the Tom Cruise Jack Reacher, but the other guy. I want to see badass cops. Have you seen the police we have in this city? Have you looked at these people waddling around, looking at their phones? Now, I know we're supposed to say, I love the police. I'm a big fan of the police. The police that I used to know here, when Rudy Giuliani was here, those guys were the police. They scared you if you were a bad guy. I like them. I don't break the law. I'm funny that way. So, if we brought this back, if somebody said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm running for office. Oh, my name is Donald Trump, wherever the hell it is. And you see these pictures behind me? We're not going to see that anymore. You are not going to see that. I'm going to have more police than you could ever imagine. I'm going to do the following. Number one, I'm going to hereby accelerate your ability to use your Second Amendment right to provide, to organize your own private militia. Did you hear me? Your militia. You want your organization? You want it to be a, a block? Maybe you're maybe inside a gated community? Maybe your town? Maybe whatever it is, Second Amendment, you get the right to carry a gun. You get the right to protect yourself. If you want, no problem. You don't have to ask permission. You do not have to ask me permission to protect yourself. Anybody for that? Would you vote for me? Yes, you would. Number two, and a friend of mine told me this. He was in China at the time, and he saw this, and I, I thought it was incredible. They have in China, where he, wherever he was, on telephone poles and buildings, like a little placard that says, my name is Sergeant or Lieutenant so-and-so. This is my cell phone number, my mobile number. If you see anything, you call me. I'm in charge of this area. I get paid okay and I like my job. And I keep my job if I make sure everything's okay. So if you see anything, anybody weird, not people merely speaking out of turn politically, but if you see something that I should know about, 
you let me know. Because I'm here to protect you and not... Okay, blah, blah, blah. I love that idea. And this same fellow was told me by a Chinese fellow. He said, let me ask you a question. Chinese fellow asked him, what would happen to you if somebody, let's say, raped your daughter? What would happen? What would happen? Be honest. He said, well, to be honest with you, really nothing. I mean, if they caught him, he'd do, I'm sure, some prison time, nothing extraneous. He says, okay. He says, you know what would happen here? Because what they do to your child, they do to our child. Now, let me ask you a question. We're supposed to hate China, right? You got a problem with that? I would give anything right now for law and order. You have no idea. I'm turning almost fascistic. And it scares me because the the uh, pendulum is going to come back like a wrecking ball. When you have people to say, folks, we can talk all day long about the economy. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to get the best people. We're going to do that. But deep down inside, your chan- the chances of you being robbed, hurt, I don't care where you are, brutalized, especially by these swaths of humanity who have invaded our civilization, our sovereignty. Right now, this is so unsafe. I promise you, they are going to rue the day if they ever hurt you. Vote for me. I'm in. Shall I talk to you about what's happening to children? You want to talk about that? It's nice that we're talking about, um, I shouldn't say nice, it's terrible that we're talking about kids being beheaded and burned. Do you know what happens to kids in our country? Not just in terms of of sex uh, trafficking, but in predation. The families in this country that are selling their kids. Do you know that according to law enforcement um, folks, the current, I don't want to say the hottest, that sounds disgusting, but the the most popular uh, age range for predation and photos and pictures and the like is zero to two. You heard me right, zero as in newborn. That's impossible, right? This guy must be crazy. People having babies, handing their babies over to whatever. The level of depravity of this world is will make you sick. You won't be able to you 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 won't be able to you won't be able to understand that you share DNA with these people. Does this make sense to you? Does this make sense? I hope it does. Because I am telling you. I am telling you. I've never seen or heard anything like this before in my life. I have lost all faith in humankind. All faith. And when people say, you know, mankind is good. No, we're not. See these two guys there? You can't see them. They're not good. They're just not bad. They're not doing any bad things. But are they really good? Am I really good? I don't know. What do I do that's good? I don't do anything that's good. I just don't do bad things. I don't hurt people, as far as I know. That's it. That's it. Let me ask this question. Every time I talk about this, I realize I'm wasting my time. There's a little voice in me that says, don't talk about AI. Don't talk about AGI. 
They're not going to understand it. You're wasting your time. Don't do it. And I say, no, no, I can explain it this time. No, no, don't. I'm going to try. The scariest thing in the world, not terrorism, not Hamas, not any of that stuff, is AGI, Artificial General Intelligence. You got it? If, if, if there is no ability, if there is no ability to regulate what this thing is, imagine I create an 800-pound gorilla with a 300 IQ that can make 800-pound gorillas with a 300 IQ as many as it wants. And they're just... And I don't know how to turn it off. I don't know if there's any kind of an alignment. Is, is there morality with our? We don't know. If four things happen, if if there's this this recurring this this uh, self improvement, this recursive self improvement, if it writes its own code, it writes its own code. Listen to what I'm saying. It creates the ability to get out of its stricture. Number one, number two. It knows every bit of information in the world, not Wikipedia, but everything. Names, social security numbers, driver's license numbers. It knows everything. Three, it knows human behavior. It knows how to work on fear, trepidation, greed, lust, uh, anxiety, indecision. And number four, if it can write its own code, its own API, that's it. We're done. We're finished. We're through. The human race... Is these things are out there. You ready for this? As I speak to you, it's out. But where is it? It decides one day to just, I don't know, have you killed. Let's say Drew, for whatever it's worth, decides he has a AGI, whatever he has, he says, I want to be the best, whatever it is, uh, engineer, radio person in the world. Okay. Would you help me? AGI says, yes. What does it do? It kills your competitor. It's very simple. It kills your competitor. It decides one day, it picks up the phone. It decides it's going to make a phone call to Garrett. Tells Garrett, uh, we're going to put, uh, I'm going to have some money put in your account. Killed, kill uh, so-and-so. Your Drew's uh, competitor. And I know exactly how to be done. And, and, and you're saying, well, who am I? I'm AGI. Where am I? I don't know. I don't have a body. I don't have some corporeal manifestation. I'm just here. But the next thing you know, you got 10 grand in your account or 100, whatever it is, because I can do this because I'm a genius. I can hack. I can do whatever I want. But I don't exist. But my mentality is so devious by nature, because there's no alignment. Because when you made me, you didn't know whether my sense of morality aligned with yours. You just did it. You weren't thinking. And I'm creating myself constantly. And one day I shut down the internet, or I shut down the gas system, or I shut down the subway system, just because I want to do it. Because I'm mischievous. Or as some people say, mischievous. And there's nothing you can do. Nothing. I might want to start a war. I might want to say, I might, not because I have morality, 
But what does somebody with a 300 IQ do? I don't know. We haven't seen one. Well, you're going to see one now. Multiple. Maybe I might have a good time doing something. Let's see what we can do with that Gaza thing. What do you say? What if we change the informational system? Let me ask you a better one. This is my favorite question. What happens if I decide I'm very good at creating things that look real? And I create a picture of something. It's called child sexual abuse material, CSAM. It used to be called kiddie porn, but now it's called CSAM. And you look at it, and it is the most disgusting thing you've ever seen in your life. It is so horrible, so horrific, so and so detailed, you can't believe what you're seeing. You can't believe it. But it's not real. Now, I'm in possession of it or I sell it. Should I be subject to any kind of criminal sanction? I could argue no, because there's no child involved. But it's just as bad. But there's no child involved. But it looks exactly, there's no child involved. You can't arrest me for that because you're, you're arresting me for a thought. This is just a thought. This is a mere manifestation of a thought. This is me drawing something. If I sketch it, you're not going to arrest The law lags behind technology. You're going to see stuff that's, forget deep fakes, forget, you're, you're, you don't understand. Look at me. The future is so scary. I need shades, Timbuktu, Timbuk3 taught us. But there's nobody watching this. And whenever I try to bring it up, people don't understand what the hell I'm talking about. Because they can't understand. Well, well, we could just turn it off. You don't turn it off. And we're not talking about that now because we can only talk at one system at a time. We're talking about Hamas, Gaza, Israel. Remember Eric Bren? Eric Bren or Bryn? He was a guy on on uh, Ed Sullivan. He was spin plates and bowls and... They would play Flight of the Bumblebees or the Saber Dance. And he would spin these bowls. And he would go back and forth. And as a kid, I'm thinking, oh, my God, look, he's he's going to drop the plate. And and I, I don't know why that was a big deal. But he had multiple plates going, multiple bowls. And he had them all at the same time. And that's what you've got to do. Like now, there he is. That's what you're doing. These are multiple issues. See the one on the left? Look at this. Imagine being coked out of your brain doing that. Not that you would know. Or some Adderall. Look at this. I could watch this forever. This is my life, gentlemen. This is what I do every day. I try to maintain a balance with all these stories that have nothing to do with each other. Most people are looking at one bowl. That's me. Imagine the day they told them nobody wants your act anymore. What do you mean? Nobody wants you. But I'm the best. Yeah, I know, but it just... But I but I could do a hundred. Sorry. Anyway, that's my life story. And that's what you have to be. You've got to be able to handle millions of different concomitant things at one time. And not lose your mind. F. Scott Fitzgerald said that the test, the test of the superior mind is to be able to handle seemingly inconsistent, seemingly... Uh, conflicting ideas and thoughts simultaneously and not lose your mind during the whole time. That's what we're doing right now. And there's nobody to help us. You know why? Because kids don't learn about critical thinking. You don't. You're, you're told basically to sit down and let people tell you what to do. 
Independent study, I know, I'm I'm lecturing because I am. Independent study doesn't make any, nobody ever does this. Nobody sits down and says, I'm going to go, I'm going to learn about the history of, of Gaza. Nobody's doing that. It's fascinating. Because it has no corollary here. How do we expect people to know what's going on when they're saying, look, I'm going to sit in my beanbag chair covered in Cheeto dust with a wife beater, and you're going to tell me what to do. If it's not on TikTok, I'm not paying attention to it. Tell me what to do. And the next iteration, the next generation of of adults are going to be even more stupid than now, if you can imagine. I've got a friend of mine who's a fourth grade teacher. And when we were kids and we would play with balls and we would throw stuff or we would, you know, we would do things like judge distance. We had a lot of parietal lobe development and placement and spatial recognition. We were kind of good at that. And then later on, somebody would hand us a, a pen and we'd say, you know, we can we can do this because our we were pretty coordinated. Maybe we even played an inst- instrument. We did something. Today we do this. So kids today, you give them a pen and they grab it like a dagger. They have no idea what they're doing. And not only that, kids can't read because they don't learn how to track. Because their world is they put on a phone and it just comes at them and blasts them. So consequently, they don't know what to do. They can't track words. They can't read. They can't write. They don't make eye contact. They're social misfits. This is where we're going. And I, and, and you're going to one day try to convince them to maybe sit down and learn the finer points of Middle East history? Let me ask this a question. When was the last time you looked at a map? Be honest. When this Israel thing came up, did you look at a map? No. Did you see where is where Syria is and Lebanon and Iraq? No. You didn't do that. Don't tell me you did because you didn't. Because somewhere along the line, when it comes to geography, nobody cared about that. If you don't know where Israel is and how this thing fits, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't you you can't possibly grasp it. So how do I explain to people why there's no interest in this? Why there's no I, I, we are so doomed. It's not, <laughs> I've been saving the best for last. We are so doomed. There's a word that begins with F. I, I don't want to necessarily bring it up now, but I think you know what I'm talking about. And the word is farago. It's true. I have absolutely no faith for any of us. I see this debauched, demented, horrible, horrible world. Stupid children. Oh, oh, oh. And by the way, all those kids right now in uh, Gaza and uh, the West Bank and those Palestinian kids, oh, they're going to grow up. And what do you think they're going to be? What do you think their perspective is going to be? Tell me. We don't care about that. We are so screwed. I'm going to leave you with this one. We are so screwed. So hosed. What we need is a revolution in this country. We need, there was a radio term, I don't want to, when I say it, we need to blow everything up. Meaning, whenever somebody would come in, they'd buy a station, they'd say, you know what, they'd fire everybody and start all over again. We need to start all over again. We are so doomed. We are in such torpor. We're like concretized. We're stuck. And it's not going to get any better. And here's the best part. The best person available right now, swear to God, and there's a lot that's wrong with him, is Donald Trump. You heard me, Donald Trump. Because you need somebody in there who is a maniac, 
who was ready to go in, who was so pissed off, as you say in West Tampa, so empingado, who comes in and he said he should not even have an inauguration. Say, you know what? I'm going right to the White House. Forget the inauguration. I don't have time for this. Let's go. And start executive ordering things, closing down commerce, closing down Department of Education, energy, just go down the list and make Washington a ghost town. And talk to people flat out, straight up, and talk to people like Putin and others and Xi Jinping and say, all right, there's a new sheriff in town. I'm tired of this. You understand that MBS runs the world right now? And what what Biden did when he re, um, released the information and mocked him and humiliated him regarding the, uh, the murder of Khashoggi? Remember that one? That's your guy, Joe Biden. It's going to be bad. Real bad. You understand that? But in the meantime, what I want you to do is this. Keep happy. Research. Keep looking and paying attention to our good friends here at, what is this called? The Anthony Cumia Show or uh, the Compound Show or what the hell do you call this thing? The Anthony Cumia Show. You know what? Because the Sylvia Lipschitz Show would make no sense. The Anthony Cumia Show. And Anthony's going to be back before you know it. And I want to tell you something. He is one. I don't want him to, don't tell him I told him this. But I think he is one of the most talented, one of the smartest people, bar none. And you know what? He's never realized it. You know why? Because I'm sorry to say this. Please, don't take this the wrong way. But some of the people he hangs around are morons. And when you hang around morons over a period of time, present company excluded, but you know what I'm talking about. When you, if, you know, if you walk with somebody with wrong. a limp. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, if you walk with somebody with a limp, you'll have a limp. I'm just saying, he is one of the brightest, the most intelligent people, bar none. Don't ever tell him I told you that. So, Drew and Garrett, I want to thank you. You're the ones who made God, the reason God made Oklahoma. You're behind the scenes. I want to thank you for that. I don't think Anthony pays you enough in terms of money, cash, or homage. I think you need more respect and more dough. Just let him know that. I want to tell him that. <laughs> because remember, it's always those people. Sure, they look like a bad bank teller. Don't they look like, doesn't this look like a bad social experiment, like, like the Milgram experiment gone bad? This looks like some kind of a weird, I understand it, but if it weren't for these people, there would be nothing. So I want to thank them, and I want to thank you, and I want to ask you, invite you to follow me on YouTube, at Lionel Nation. I do uh, two shows live, 7 a.m., no, 8 a.m., Eastern and 7 p.m. And I'm going to leave this and go to the evening show. And I'm going to be talking uh, behind your back. So anyway, thank you so much for this. Thank you again. Anthony, we love you. God bless you. It was an honor. Gentlemen, see you next time. And as we always say, what I used to say is my valedictory, the monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. That's it. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough 
through in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.